In the name of the living God, creating, redeeming, sustaining. Amen. Have you ever gotten lost? (laughs) So lost that you didn't know what to do next? Being lost can be a frightening experience. We feel vulnerable, in danger. There are different kinds of lostness, of course. There is physical or geographical lostness where you just don't know where you are. I remember Michael in one of his sermons not long ago acknowledging that he was directionally challenged. And I can relate to that. I'm something like Jonah. You know, the sign says, go east, and I find myself going west. And now that I have a GPS system in my car, I'm doing a lot better. (laughs) But navigational lostness isn't the only kind we experience. There's psychological lostness, where we feel emotionally alone, cut off, and separated. There's spiritual lostness. This takes different forms, perhaps. I think the most, I think it's mostly a, a, a desperate longing inside of us, an emptiness, a lack of joy in our hearts, perhaps. And if you've ever experienced that, then you know that your greatest longing is to find your way home. And that brings me to today's gospel. In this story, one of the greatest parables of all time, we're inclined to think about the younger son. He had a dissatisfaction, a self-centered yearning for something more, something better. He wants the money, and he gets the money. And then he bolts from the family fold as quickly as he can to try to satisfy that yearning. And he lives the fast life. It's called the parable of the prodigal. The word prodigal means recklessly extravagant. Nowadays, we mostly think of it as meaning wayward and the younger son becomes the wayward son. I think his lostness is pretty obvious. Rebelliousness, self-centeredness, self-destruction, pride. But what about the elder? Well, yes, he is self-righteous, but wasn't that for good reason After all, he spent his life following the rules. He was the good one who got the short end of the stick. He was angry and bitter at life and at God. But who could blame him? He was loyal and hardworking and honest, and he wanted life to be fair. And don't we all? 
And because of the actions of his spoiled baby brother, he suffered. He was left to do the work of the two of them on the farm. Was he so so wrong to be angry? Actually, I think this story is the story of a lot of families. Think about it. The child who longs to run away in search of greener pastures. The resentment and rivalry that ensues between two siblings. In this parable, both brothers are lost. And there are a lot of reasons for getting lost in life. Sometimes we're all a little like Jonah. You know, we're told to go east. And thinking we know better, we go west. Sometimes we just aren't paying attention and we drift away. Some are lost and know it and fall into despair. Many are lost and don't know it, and they create a great illusion that everything is okay. We're told that the younger son came to himself. Well, let's face it. He was starving, and he hit bottom. He had a choice. His choice was either starve to death or come back home hat in hand. And he decides to go home. And he confesses to his father, and his father embraces and welcomes him back before he can even get all of the words of his confession out. His father's love is vastly extravagant, prodigal. The boy's relationship with his father is restored, and there's great, a great feast and music and dancing and the best food. Barbara Brown Taylor, Episcopal priest and well-known writer, calls this story a reunion story. Not so much a repentance story, but reunion, reconciliation, It's about God's divine grace and the high cost of reconciliation. The boy found his way home. The father finds his younger son, finds his lost younger son. The story ends with the father reaching out again, this time to his lost older son. The father doesn't choose sides. He has words of love for both sons. To the older, he says, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. Will there be another reconciliation? We're not told. Did he get to the party? We don't know that either. Did somebody invite him? The older boy also had to choose. Will he stand outside and be right, because he was right? Or will he reconcile and be in relationship with his family? There is a cost to reconciliation. 
Where do you find yourself in this parable? The lost younger brother or the lost older brother? Either way, we are among the lost. And that is not bad news. That is the good news of the gospel. God wants to be united with us. God rejoices over the least of these. It's God's gracious love that finds us and our willingness to reunite works both ways. And our willingness to reconcile in response to being found. All that's needed from us is to know that we're lost. The Christian life at its deepest level is about being lost and being found. God loves you. Not just the world in general, but you in particular. Can you accept God's unconditional love? The party's still going on. Can you hear the music? We're invited in. There's plenty of food. Barbara Brown Taylor says, and I quote, the Father welcomes us home even at the risk of losing obedient sons and daughters who cannot or will not do the same. God invites us home. Thanks be to God. Amen.